Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Flower, back with another Southwest Virginia Fishing Report with Matt Riley. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing great, Marvin. How are you? As always, I'm just trying to stay out of trouble. And I think, you know, the last time we spoke, it was kind of miserably cold in your part of the world. But I think spring is definitely here. What are you seeing on the water? Um, Yeah, I think we're, uh, you know, I always hesitate to say we're out of the woods until the end of April. You know, we could still have some snow or freezing temps um, between now and then. But for the foreseeable future, um, we're going to be in the having highs in the 60s and 70s. Today, um, almost touched 80. So it was, it was, uh, I was out fishing over the weekend and there were more people out today on a Tuesday than there were Saturday or Sunday combined because it was just such a nice day. Um, the uh, water temps have come up a bit, um, you know, as a result in the last couple of days. We've been, kind of bounce around the the mid to upper 50s depending on where you are um and uh we did get a pretty good shot of rain friday night um kind of across the region but it's uh it's filtered through pretty good the uh the lower new jumped up to oh 5500 6000 cubic feet um still very fishable um and uh, it's back down to kind of a seasonal average now. The upper new is still got a little bit of color to it, um, but uh, back down to a very fishable level. Uh, got you. And so with your water temperatures kind of bumping up, getting close to 60, are the fish a little more chasey? Um, yeah, it kind of depends on the on the day. Um, but yeah, they've they've been we've been catching them on on swim flies for couple of weeks now so as long as you're uh as long as you're in the let's say kind of low to mid 50s you know 52 53 degrees um you can generally get them to to chase pretty well and and i mean it's it's uh it, it also is has to do with trends too you know i think i say this every year but 53 degrees is, is great if it was 48 yesterday but it's terrible if it was 57 yesterday so um you know it's it's a it's a it's a pinball game this time of year but uh and it's the the chasiness and activity of of streamer fishing is a uh is a sliding scale too you know you can you can catch them on on streamers in forty degree water, but you're just fishing them a lot longer and milking pauses a lot longer um, than you are in say fifty five degree water, where you can, you know, fish them at a pretty good clip. So it's it's just kind of a a sliding scale there. Yeah, got it. And it dovetails well with the question we've got for you from Brent. He wanted to get your thoughts on your favorite streamer patterns for pre spawn smallmouth. Yeah, um, I'm going to start by pretty much saying anything that anything that imitates a was really two two big food sources, um, which might be kind of obvious, but that's crayfish and um, big big bait. Those are kind of the two um, prime foraging events going on right now. Um, big protein packed meals that um, may require a little bit of energy to acquire but doesn't matter so much because the water's still fairly chilly um and so 
you know, anything that, that achieves that larger profile, um, CK bait fish are always in my box. Um, different game changers, merch minnows, um, or some others. I fish some sluggos, deer sluggos or good flies. Um, some guys will fish, you know, things like drunken disorderlies or, um, swinging D's, you know, those are definitely good options. I, I do tend to shy away from, um, natural materials a bit. Um, when I'm smallmouth fishing and that's really, um, it's not that they don't work. They work fantastically, but, um, they, uh, my smallmouth flies tend to get pretty beat up. You know, we might cycle through, you know, a couple dozen fish or more in a day. Um, and so just getting eaten a ton, um, I tend to I tend to to fish a little bit more durable flies on average, so synthetic materials are generally my preference there. Um, and then further than that, um, like I was talking about, um, streamer fishing in the spring kind of being a sliding scale on presentation and pause duration and speed and all that. You need to need to have some different options that that give you some some varying degrees of of hang time, um, or, you know, being able to fish deeper in the water column. So some flies that are weighted, some flies that, uh, that have some buoyancy in them and you can fish them on an intermediate or a sink tip or something so that you can get it down a couple of feet, fish it on a four or five, six foot leader, give it a hard strip and then let it pause for, you know, five, six, seven seconds. Um, you know, that presentation doesn't work super well with like, a jig fly that's got a big dumbbell eye or, or something um, in the head. So um, pretty much any fly that's got a, that, that can be built out to, you know, four to seven inches or so. And then um, just varying degrees of, of uh, buoyancy and weight is, is what I kind of consider when I'm putting a fly box together. Uh, got it. And you were mentioning crayfish patterns earlier. What's your favorite uh, crayfish pattern? Uh, <laughs> my favorite crayfish pattern, hands down, is going to be a clawdad. Um, they're just, you know, simple, easy. I, 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 I like crayfish patterns that are not hard to tie because you tend to lose a lot of them um, if you're really, if you're really uh, on the bottom consistently. Um, and so Claudette is in my mind, the perfect intersection of, uh, you know, effective, easy to tie. Um, I'm not too upset if I lose it. And, uh, yeah, like I said, they weren't. So that's, uh, that's definitely my favorite. You can tie them in varying weights, um, varying weights and sizes and, um, colors and pretty easily. So that's, uh, that's always my go-to. Yeah, got it. And so for you, when you're picking between crayfish and bait fish fishing for a day, are you more likely to f- start with the crayfish when the water's colder, right? And their fish are a little bit more sluggish. Um, is that kind of how you make the decision or do you kind of have a different decision role? Um, so my decision making um, progress it has more to do with having fun than uh, than you know, looking at the water temperature. So I will always start with a 
a bait fish imitation of some sort, just because fishing on the bottom is kind of my last, you know, my last option because it's generally not very much fun. Um, not compared to, to swim in a fly. So, um, that said, when the water is cold and I suspect going into the day that we may have to fish in the lower, you know, couple feet of the water column, I do always have a crayfish rod rig and ready to go. So, you know, the way the spring pattern usually rolls is, um, you know, there are spots within the river that are spring spots that consistently hold pre-spawn fish and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll work those areas. And, and like I said, I'll start with the fun option. I'll start with the one that I want them to eat. Um, if they're not eating it, we'll slow it down. If they're still not eating it, then we'll, we'll go lower and slower. Um, so that, uh, that keeps me from having to dredge, um, as, as much as possible. So that's, that's how I kind of go about that. <laughs> and keeps you from tying more, uh, claw dads at when you get home I tie more claw dads and back row and more, um, which sounds selfish, but it, uh, like I said, it, it really, um, they, they will eat a crayfish just about, I mean, literally every day of the year. Um, so it's, uh, I, I, I kind of get into this with some people in the summertime sometimes too, because we'll catch a fish on a bug and it's got crayfish antenna sticking out of its gullet and they'll say, Oh, look, they're eating crayfish today. And it's like, well, they eat crayfish all the time, but do you want to fish a crayfish or do you want to fish top water flies? You know? Um, so it, there's a little bit of a consideration for how you want to catch them. Um, what the best way of, you know, effectively fishing is, and and how you're going to catch your bigger fish and um i'd say for most of the spring barring you know big heavy cold fronts big you know water level drops stuff like that um bigger bait fish are are usually going to put the bigger fish in the boat yeah got it and you know folks we love questions on the articulate fly you can email them to us Uh, you can dm us on social media if we use your question i will send you some articulate fly swag when you're in a drawing for something cool for Matt at the end of the season, then, you know, Matt, I keep getting your, uh, your newsletters. You have fewer and fewer days for folks to fish with you unless we're talking about musky. Um, but do you want to let folks know kind of the holes in your schedule and how to reach out to you and all that kind of good stuff? Yeah. Um, I am pretty much down to, I think, um, maybe eight or nine days in July, I think is what I've got left for, for smallmouth fishing. Um, some good top, top water dates in there. Um, and then, you know, this is talking spring and summer. So once, uh, once we get into late September and October, I've still got some smallmouth dates, but, uh, as far as the summertime goes, um, July's, July's about it. So if, uh, if you're looking for something, definitely get in touch sooner rather than later. Um, it, uh, should be a good year. Yeah, there you go. Well, listen, folks, you owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Matt. Thanks, Marvin. <laughs>